This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Goody Ken sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Ryan Horvat and Nick Ashew tonight. We got the Wizards down 112 to 90 in the NBA in-season tournament. Nick's down four to the Bucks. 410 to go, 99-95. Your guy Giannis at the line. Let's see. He's gonna hit that free throw. No. no. Blanking it off the front. He's washed. They yep. shouldn't have traded for Dame. Oh, Luca's taking half-court shots. Oh, God, Lucas, Luca just hit a half-court shot in warm-ups. Yeah, I like the Mavs tonight. Yep, Mavs by 50. Here you go, guys. Everybody get ready. I like the Mavs. <laughs> I'd bet that one pretty big. The Bulls at the uh, UC tonight with that all-red court. Uh, that does look like the fiery pits of hell. Yeah. More and... so than in uh, Miami right now. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Nine o'clock. This is a 9 o'clock tip at home? Or yeah. is this game already going down? No, it's no, it's been going on. Okay, okay. This game's been on for a while. I was gonna say we yeah. just haven't had enough. We've yeah. had to cycle through the games a little there's, bit here. Yeah, so. there's, yeah. I I was gonna say we're, we're they have had nine. that before. I remember some nine nine p.m. Very Central rare, Time though. tips. Sometimes there's like an eight thirty p.m. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know. I mean, you got oh, it's, it's ninety nine ninety. It's the fourth quarter. Yeah, okay. yeah. Jeez, not even paying attention to your Bulls, man. Not gonna lie, no, no. We've been talking so much football. I'm all excited for these games, man. I. I don't care about the Bulls. Not saying I don't care about the NBA. I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk some hoops, but don't care about the Bulls. I Fair haven't enough. since Derrick Rose tore his ACL. Oh, jeez, you've cared more than that. Stop it. I've watched you get so sad. And you're here. right. I cared, and then he tore his meniscus, and then right. then, then I did, and stop then that him. was over. Then so, I did, then I did kind of stop. Essentially, Derrick Rose's knee at some point as well. Twelve rebounds now for uh, Vooch, I, by the way. I would always say though, if Gar me. Foreman and John Paxson just simply f off, I will have interest in this team again. But they just keep doing the same things over and over, man. Like, I didn't really want to run it back with Vooch, Levine, and DeMar just to win yeah. 46 games and make the play-in again. And I don't think this team's ceiling is much higher than that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I would rather just rip the Band-Aid off and suck in the NBA. Because in the NBA, you don't have to suck for too long. Like, in football, your rebuild could be forever. Look at some of these teams. See, man. but I feel like in the NFL, you can also turn around quicker than a lot of times if, in the NBA. If, if you have smart people in the well, front Well, that works anywhere, though. Right. In any business, in any so office if you're setting. Chicago, if, Washington, yeah. historically. Now, yes. obviously, new times here in D.C., thank God. We're going to get a decent product. Yeah. But When you have smart people in charge, anything can be successful. Like the McCaskies in, in uh, the Ford family, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. These people that just won't go away, that simply just should go away, that aren't football people. <laughs> Please just go away. You, you know what I mean? Like, away. I get... See, you... I don't. I, I hate people, rich people that just buy teams or own teams just for something to do. Mm-hmm. Like if you own a team, you should love that team. It's like in Jerry Maguire. If you love her, you have got to tell her. <laughs> what I mean is like, because a fan will spend money. Like yeah. say what you want about the Mets and even the Padres the last couple of years. At least they go in. Yeah, the Rams are a little bit of a disaster or in cap hell right now, but at least they went in for that Super Bowl. And they won a Super Bowl. Yep, that's like, what matters. Like, as a Packer fan, I have to go back to this really quick because there, a couple of years ago, not a couple of years ago, it was better than a decade now, they could have had Tony Gonzalez, who was still a really good tight end, and all it would have took, a third-round pick, they didn't do it. They could have had Randy Moss for Brett Favre, they didn't do it. Now, that one I'm kind of glad they didn't do because that would have cost you Aaron Rodgers. A couple of years ago, it was like Odell Beckham Jr. You have to go all in for these guys. 
because it's so hard to win Super Bowls. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if there's a pass rusher out there, if there's a tackle and you have offensive line struggles, just spend the money, and a fan would do that. You know who won it? A rich old guy or just a rich guy that just owns a team for a hobby. Maybe so we could go to the club, you know, and say maybe you meet a, a couple twins and say, hey, I own, the, uh, I own the Chiefs. That's a bad example. I own the Bulls, you know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. I know, anyway. I know what you're saying. All right. All right. Glad I got that out tonight. Good. I'm glad you got it off your chest. How about the Texans? Two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I bet them. A good. Total's 40 in that game. You I like that, the Texans. too? Yeah. No, I don't know about the total. I wish that would get back over three. I'd probably take that. I missed the three. I'm seeing here that the Texans haven't covered since October 8th, so it's been about a month. It's been a while for covered. the Texans. And uh, they're coming back down to earth a little bit. Maybe even C.J. Stroud. I like them in this spot, though. I, I, I feel like, you know, it's... I hate to use the word uh, fishy number because then the uh, question I would always have is, well, then like, what should the number be? I mean, the number is usually right. The market's usually right here. But, yeah, I still, I mean, you'd want the three, I guess. But I like the Texans in this spot. They got a lot of pass rushers. They could get after the quarterback. I like Will Anderson. So I did bet them pretty early. Um, Baker Mayfield is also 0-3 against the Texans in his career. Well, the thing about Tampa, they can't run the ball right now. So if you're one-dimensional and you can't run the ball against the Texans, and you're dropping Baker Mayfield back against that pass rush, it could be a rough day, and he could turn the ball over a couple times. And then for the Texans, they just have to protect the football, play a clean game. And C.J. Stroud's proven that he could do that, man. Yeah. I mean, it took him forever to throw that first interception. And so I just think that I trust, as crazy as it sounds, I trust C.J. Stroud more than Baker Mayfield. I don't even know that that that, that, that does sound crazy. I don't think it's crazy at all. So C.J. Stroud has been... Uh, incredible, although now Will Levis may be catching up. Watch out. Yeah. Will Levis for Rookie of the Year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, he looked good even even in that loss, and, I mean, he had the interception. But, uh, yeah, at three, I would like Tampa. At two and a half, I actually like the Texans, man. I think Houston wins this game outright. Minus 150 on the money line, I don't hate. Um, Texans for me, small. It's just crazy to think of how good Stroud is when he's getting blitz. He's got a, a quarterback rating of 117 against the blitz. And you don't see that usually with young guys. You no, know what I mean? You don't see that with a lot of quarterbacks, just, period, period, let alone yeah. a rookie quarterback. I, I think what he's doing this year has been, like, I thought he'd be a good quarterback. He has the chance to be, I mean, a sensational quarterback now. A perennial pro bowler, like, completely turning his franchise around. It may We may have... Anybody that thought that he wasn't going to be a good pro, again, this is only a rookie test. year. Yeah, you, it, right. That, that, that you know thing's I mean? dumb. Yeah. Watch watch game film first. Watch what he can do. Is he good against the blitz? Does he stand tall in the pocket? Can he make big-time throws? Yeah, th- those are the types of things that matter. I want a quarterback that's accurate in the NFL. We're seeing all that from him. So Tampa's defense, third-most turnovers uh, in the NFL. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Do they Do they generate extra possessions? Do they go out there and make life tough with just blitzing Stroud, even though he's good against the Blitz. Like, what do, do we have something in that game that alters the outcome because Tampa's defense creates something that you didn't have before? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and like, it's weird right now with these two teams because Houston, they're 3-4, and four, but they're still a little bit better than I expected this season. Like, I bet the win total under 6.5 for Houston this year. Didn't expect anything. Right. And they've been pretty competitive, and... um you know, I think they got the right guy for the job. That's the good thing. And he has plenty of years to get that thing right. He signed a six-year contract. With Tampa, that's a team where I was going back and forth because they got some pieces. Obviously, like Mike Evans is still there, and Chris Godwin's still there, and Vita Vey is still there on the defensive side of the ball. But I really don't like that offensive line. And Baker looks good one week, and then one week yeah. he looks like Baker again. I'm going to go with Texans at home. If this game's in Tampa, maybe I stay away. But, yeah, Houston's small, and that's it. So the last three weeks since the the last 300-yard uh, passing game for C.J. Stroud, 
He had 249 against Atlanta, 199 against a really good New Orleans defense, and just 140 in that loss to Carolina last week. Yeah, the you, tape's out there now. You know uh, and that's I mean, the they... thing. So the Bucks give up the fifth most passing yards per game, though, to quarterbacks. And if we're looking at his prop, it's 245 and a half. I it's think really. I don't think I could go over. I don't, I don't think I could either, but like it feels like an over, but I don't like where he's trending, even though the Bucks defense feels like maybe a get right spot for him. I completely agree, man. Right. Like if I had to bet it, like if you give me a free bet and you're like, yeah. you could only use this on CJ Stroud right. props, I would go over maybe actually in this spot, but because uh, I need him. Yeah, n- nothing for me there. Yeah. All right. Panthers. Host the Colts. Ugh. This is good thing we have some really good games this weekend because there's some games where it's just ugh. Panthers are two and a half point dogs at home. The total's 44 in this. I mean, God, I I will say this. Here's where the opportunity is, and it's the run game. It's the Colts' run game. I mean, first off, Gardner Minshew just needs to stop turning the ball. They just need to stop throwing the football with him. He is making things so easy for defenses, but. Indy right now is ninth in the NFL with 129 rushing yards a game. Carolina's 29th in rush defense. Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, I bet the over on both their rushing yards already. Uh, They have a chance to eat. Jonathan Taylor's averaging 5.7 yards a carry. Rushes outside the tackles alone. You just get out, get to the outside. He's put up big numbers since he came back. Zach Moss is still getting opportunities. I've already taken the over on both their rushing yards. I think those are going to balloon up as the weekend goes on, so I would bet those early if you like them. But this is a spot for the Colts' run game to get out there and take advantage of that against Carolina. You know, man, even with the Browns' defense, um, or I mean, like I was like looking at this with the Colts, the the Browns' defense, even like the Colts in that game, scored five offensive touchdowns, which was the most of any offense in the NFL last week. That's just kind of crazy. I, I don't know what to make, really, of Cleveland, just really quick, um, because, man, the Colts just marched up and down the field, and that's why I kind of like them in this spot here against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the number is, like, begging me to bet the Colts. You know what I mean? Like, if that makes any sense. Like, Carolina, I know that they won outright last week, but that's not a good football team. I liked them last week just for the spot. I don't understand why this isn't a full three at two and a half. It's because it's Minshew, but do you really downgrade so much you know, from a rookie to Gardner Minshew? I like the over in this game is where I was going with that Cleveland thing because, I mean, they were able to score five offensive touchdowns against that defense. Carolina's defense is decent, middle of the road. It's not Cleveland's defense. You know what I mean? Like, Minshew, the one thing is he's pushing the ball down the field, and everything that the Colts are doing is explosive. I have, like, the play calling. Uh, Jonathan Taylor finally got going last week. If I had to bet this game, I would bet the over. And I don't... I gotta stay away from the side. Um, if we got to three, it may be it may be Carolina for me at two and a half. Just stay away though. Nothing there. Would you do a Gardner Minshew interception? Yeah, I would take Gardner Minshew to throw a pick. And I also right like now. his passing yards over though. Like the Colts offensively yeah. have been a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Like even um and they've they've changed the offense. So that's what I was trying to get to. So it, like he's last... at two thirty and a half by the way passing yards. He's plus money again for an interception. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bet it again. So Jonathan Taylor last week, eighteen carries, seventy five rushing yards. Note to self. And then Gardner Minshew last week, nine point one air yards per attempt, and they ran the lowest shotgun rate all season. So that's kind of crazy. So they're pushing the ball down the field, but they're doing a lot of stuff under center. They're getting Jonathan Taylor more involved. Man, the Colts have actually, if you look at the defenses they played, it's kind of crazy what they're doing offensively because they're scoring a bunch of points, and they played the number one Ravens, the number two Browns, the number nine Jags twice, the Titans, the Rams, and the Texans and the Jags. That's kind of surprising. They have the 19th-ranked run offense. 
Yeah, I, I think we could get some points in this game. If I was going to bet the total, I would bet the over in this game at 44. Wait and see maybe if it comes down. That'd yeah, be my lean Yeah, here. Yeah, another ugly game. Uh, Giants Raiders. Ugh. Raiders one and a half point favorites at home. Totals another low one, thirty seven and a half. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what Aiden O'Connor. I mean, we've seen a little bit of him, obviously, but now knowing that he's pretty much likely going to be the starter the rest of the year, because why wouldn't you if you're the Raiders? See what you got in him. Give it a shot. Uh, this just feels like a Saquon Barkley game for me. He's been getting a ton of snaps, a ton of carries. He's going to face a run defense that allows 140 yards per game. This feels like to me. The one prop that I like would be Saquon Barkley over on rushing yards here. Maybe a rushing plus receiving, but I'd probably just do rushing yards because he's not. there's not as much of a factor out of the backfield as a pass catcher as some of these other guys. But I really am. I, even though I probably won't touch them, I do want to see what some of these receivers now look like. Tight ends and receivers. What the offense looks like with Aiden O'Connell comfortable yeah. knowing that this is his job now. Yeah, because now you have a new play caller, you have a new quarterback, and you have a bunch of pissed off skill position players that are really talented in that locker room that haven't been getting the targets. So, like, I would love to say, okay, it's time to buy in on Devontae Adams. Problem is they price him at six and a half receptions, minus 120 to the under. That's uh, a little bit too rich with Aiden O'Connell making the start. You know, even Jacoby Myers at four and a half. I don't really want to touch that. So I'm looking at some of these softer numbers, even though they're juiced right now. If I have a good Saturday, I might I might look at Michael Mayer over two and a half receptions, minus 160. You could torch the middle of the field. The Giants don't have very good cover linebackers or safeties. And then Hunter Renfro. Over one and a half reception, minus 160. The Raiders are going to have to get those guys involved. Yeah, like you got to get Devontae Adams touches. You got to get Jacoby Myers touches. But you use the second round pick on Michael Mayer. People are calling him Baby Gronk. I thought he should have went in the first round, even mm-hmm. over Dalton Kincaid. And then Hunter Renfro, you got to use him in the red zone. Look what he did two, three years ago with uh, Derek Carr. I think those are the kind of guys that are going to get more involved in the offense. Um, a veteran and then the rookie that you used in the second round. So that would be my look here. And then I would lean Raiders to win this game, actually. Dead cat bounce after uh, getting rid of all those doofuses <laughs> on that coaching staff. Like, Josh McDaniels has been so bad. I'll, we'll never forget as a nation, because we watched the game together in primetime, him kicking a field goal to make a one-score game, a oh one-score game, and then never getting the ball back. He's, a, he's an idiot. It's, it's crazy to me to think that he's gotten multiple head coaching jobs, and neither one of them, he's lasted two seasons. I try to be nice, like, you know, like, he's got a pretty oh, good resume. Oh, they Levine lose. just had a three to win the game. Yeah. See, I said all my yeah. leans hit tonight. Even that's that's when you know you're hot. My yep. leans even hit. I said you fade the Bulls. Reason oh, being, man. they suck. He missed. He intentionally missed the free throw. Not a winning player. The ball got tapped back out to him. He stepped out to the three point line after mi- in, intentionally missing the three. Watch this. So you see the ball gets tipped back. Caruso grabs it, gives it to the Levine back rim over. Man, this team sucks. <laughs> They do, though. I hey, mean, but Zach Levine had 51 team. points that one time, so yeah, that's good. Yeah, zero assists. I know. <laughs> that's incredible. It's a very telling stat. It very telling very, box score. Very, very telling. I think the Raiders win this game. If Again, if I have a good Saturday and I have a little extra funds, uh, some extra money in the account, I might bet the Raiders. The Giants... Oh, big I, shot. Oh. Giants are... <laughs> Sorry, the Knicks are down one with 47 seconds to go here. I'm worried about the Bucks. 104-103. Hey, 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 my Knicks are championship contenders now. Watch out. No, it has nothing to do like, <laughs> yeah, I, I like this Knicks team, oh, too. Oh, God, horrible defense there. They just let, oh, God, they just let Dane cut to the basket. Is that and one, too? Yeah, it was. 106-103 bucks, yeah. 37.9 on the clock. That was just a complete disregard. I mean, you just, Middleton saw him cutting and nobody was defending the basket because you had... Grimes got beat off in the perimeter, and then Dame just had basically a wide open. It was like just a quarterback finding his receiver. Just beat him on the route. Easy basket with Mitchell Robinson coming up to the top. Jeez. All right, Cowboys-Eagles. We'll look at that next. It's Bet MGM tonight.
It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. I'm thinking. So, yeah, if you're going to call somebody out and say, I disagree with this pick, fine. Disagree before the fact. Don't do it afterwards. A child can do that. Also, if you're going to provide generic fifth-grade insults, I'm not going to acknowledge you. Because it is one thing if you listen to my reasoning, you say, hey, I have a problem with your line of thinking. This is wrong, and I think you need to consider this, other than just somebody simply commenting, wrong. Like, that's the worst. (laughs) Like, you can't even argue with these people. Because I will follow up and say, okay, what exactly about my handicap do you disagree with specifically? And they never have an answer. And they just follow up, see, you were wrong. I'm like, okay, well, if you can't tell me why I was wrong, then like you don't have any grounds for insults. And also another thing, if you don't have your picture as your profile picture, and if you don't use your name as your profile name, you can't insult anybody for anything. It's very easy to hate from the sidelines. If you don't put your name to it, mm-hmm. sit down. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. one thing that I would have is just like how this experience is going to start coming more and more to the forefront of our lives, like your life and my life and like Tyler's life 
and Jake's life and Alex's life and downtown Mike Brown's life and your life, the person listening and watching this right now, where I have a three-team parlay last night in the National, among other bets, right? And my parlay is going to be closed out by the Colorado Avalanche. We're playing on the road at the Seattle Kraken. Now, I get into bed and, like, attempt to fall asleep last night. At the end of the first period, the Kraken are up one nothing on a goal by my guy, Yamamoto, scores, and the Kraken take a one nothing lead uh, against the Avalanche at the end of the first. And I fall asleep. And I wake up maybe around like 1.40, and I know because the first thing I did when I, when I woke up was look at my phone, see what time it is, and immediately go to NHL goals and to check my score app to see what the final score of the game was. And I saw that the Avalanche had come back to win the game 4-1, which meant I had won my parlay, put my phone down, and tried to go back to sleep. So we're officially in like that part of the calendar here. If you're on the East Coast especially, where, hey, like you're betting West Coast games, you might not be able to stay up, and then you wake up in the middle of the night for whatever reason. You just wake up, you gotta, maybe there's a noise, you got to go to the bathroom, whatever it is. You got to wait till the morning to find out if you won your bet? Of course not. You're picking up the phone and you're checking. So I had yet another one of those last night, and the NBA starts next week. So, I mean, we are big time here now, Ken, in this season. In, like, middle of the night, check my phone to see if I won my bet season, and I absolutely love it. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. I did not want to be in this position. That 40-to-1 parlay I have stays alive if Tyler Hero has one more point. There's 37 seconds to go. Oh, oh he had a break, but they obviously oh, they just, blew the whistle. I, I, I hate this. I hate sweating. I hate this. I want easy. I don't care. I'm tired of them telling. They love it when we sweat and have pain on camera like this. I hate it. And Tyler Hero comes along. 37 seconds to go. Wizards made this a game. I need one more point from Tyler Hero. Because the 40-1 to parlay, everything else is hit. The only thing left is DeAndre Ayton rebounds and points, which the game just started there. And I need eight assists from Luka. But, like, this kills it if he doesn't get me one more point. Let's let's air before we get to the previews. Let's all let's share this in. God, Tyler Hero comes along. Positive energy with the strength to carry on. Yes, give him the the ball. ball. Give him the ball. Foul him. Let's just foul him. Can we foul Tyler Hero? No. Why is the ball not in his hands? Give him Tyler Hero. Oh my God, I hate this so much. I hate this. I, no, he's giving the ball back. Oh it's my God! It's a long. They're just running clock. They're running clock. There's seven seconds. He's got, Six. The ball in his he's got to shoot. He's got to shoot. Please, I'm screwed. Two. I'm screwed. Oh, he's, he's gonna dri- dribble it out. He's gonna dribble the ball out for wow. a shot clock First, he screws over the Badgers. Oh my God! Then his dad oh goes into the women's God. bathroom at Pfizer Forum. Now More this point. Now this. The hell? Sorry, he I'm mad for you. The ball out <laughs> with. I hate it. Why would he do I that's why I don't like this league, Nick. That's why this league, say oh, with good. me. Oh, we're gonna zoom in on me. Yeah. yeah. Let's just yeah. Zoom, zoom in and get a close zoom. up on my page. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> zoom. Are you kidding zoom. me? Zoom. Wait, there's more time. But they're yeah, not gonna they're foul. Not gonna they're not anything, gonna do Luke. anything. It's over. Dum dum they just dribble the ball out. It's dead. It's dead by half an effing point. Because Tyler Mighty Hero ages. missed multiple breakaways because there were fouls and he couldn't go to the free throw line. Over 24 and a half, and he's got 24. 
You cannot be my Tyler Hero. You didn't baby. see Eric Spolstra on the sideline, what he was saying. I hate Eric Spolstra. And you know what yeah. else? You can take these stupid like, heat yeah, culture jerseys DC, and Nick you can Ashu. burn them. This you guy up in DC, him. Nick Ashu, yeah, he uh he's got you over in points, so I need you to just dribble Are you it out here. Hitting me. I am exactly so tired happened. of the effing hook. That's why I always take alternate numbers so it's at least just 20-plus, 25-plus. So at least if I lose, it's a full point. It's not half a damn point. Because half a point doesn't actually exist. We just have to deal with it so we don't have any pushes. I'd rather have a push. Tell them. I had... It was Franz, Franz Wagner Franz, last week. Yeah. 25 and a half PRA. A he finishes with 25. Yep. I go one rebound <laughs> short from Yusuf Nurkic yep. last week. No, that one rebound so short on another parlay. I and had that one too. So. Tyler Hero with his stupid effing headband. Yeah. And they're dumb yeah. heat culture freaking jerseys that Eric Spolster doesn't even like because he hates heat culture. Yeah. Well, you know what? I hate heat culture too. I supported this team. I said they still got a shot this year to be a decent. I respected heat culture. You know what, Tyler Hero? You're dead. You're on the list. I'm over it. Damn. Damn. There you go. All right. So Nick's a little upset, but I got to get this one in. All right. So we go over to the scrap sheet. All right. So really quick, we told you guys all Going about home early. Elvin Kamara over 32 and a half receiving yards. TJ Hawkinson. Let's get to this Cowboys. Where, where are we going next? I'm a professional. We got two, I'm back. We got two, as I like to say in the hey. Horvath house. Big games hey, bosses, coming up do you like Sunday? seeing me suffer? Yeah, was that fun? You love it when we suffer on camera, huh? Oh, so the whole internet can see us suffer. Don't. Don't. It's a 40-to-1 parlay. Half a freaking point from Tyler Hero, who loves to shoot the ball. Yeah. I'm not even... I don't want to talk about this Cowboys game. I don't care. hope the Cowboys lose well, like a million Well, they're not going points. to, and I'll tell you why they're not going to. We're going to bet the Cowboys, Luke, plus three. We're also going to bet the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles first half. Over. Hey, do you guys also know a little stat about Dak Prescott? You want to guess what Tell his record is? Tell us the damn is? stat. You've been talking about eight the stats three. at 7 p.m. Dak Prescott is 8-3 and three against the Eagles all time. 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions in those games. Yeah. I got a stat for you. Uh-oh. Tyler Hero was a point short for me. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's well, my, right. my damn That's stat So, Jalen's banged up. He's going against an elite pass rush. Game over. That, that's the reasoning. Let's go home. <laughs> no, I mean, like, the Cowboys. Yeah. So, really quick, I like the first half over 22 and a half. I actually think we get some points in this game with mm-hmm. Philly and Dallas. So, Cowboys have gone over the first half total in six of seven games. And then the Eagles have gone over the first half total in six of eight games. Um, I'm not the biggest trends guy, but why I like this. Dallas, finally, offensively, with Mike McCarthy having his fingerprints all over that offense, he wants to become more of a running offense. Well, you can't do that with Tony Pollard being your every down back. So, on first downs... Last week, man, like prior to last week, the Cowboys have been passing the ball on 59% of their attempts. It was the fifth highest in the NFL. Last week against the Rams in that secondary, 72% of their first down passes. Or they passed the ball on 72% of those downs. And they averaged 9.5 yards per attempt. That's what you do against Philadelphia. The Eagles are the NFL's best defense against first down running back runs and second down traditional running back runs. So you come out and you throw the ball on early downs. And then when you want to run the ball, you could run Tony Pollard on third and one or, you know, Rico, whatever you want to do, whatever Mike McCarthy's uh, cup of tea is in this game. Rico Suave. But I think that's the uh, that's what you got to do. You throw the ball on early downs and then the Eagles, man, they're going to score some points. I know Jalen's dinged. I think they're still going to put up some points, but I think this is a good spot for the commanders. And uh, I'm sorry um, for the Cowboys. Yeah. I was thinking about the the commanders commanders last week. Well, the commanders last week did the same thing, though. Last week, the commanders came out and they passed the ball on 94% of their first downs in the first half. That was the highest rate all season. 
And they actually had some success. Probably could have won that game outright against Philadelphia. So I think that's what Dallas is going to be able to do. I think they're going to get home on Jalen Hurts. And I'm worried about Jalen. Like, he didn't want to answer any questions about that injury. He was very secretive about it, which shows it's like there's something there. And then I think uh, another thing really quick on Dallas, I think they could have some success in the slot like we talked about this week because CeeDee Lamb's playing lights out right now. Brandon Cooks is getting a little bit healthier and looking a little bit better finally year one in that offense. Michael Gallup's been, you know, all right. But... They really, the only area, again, um, like first down passes, middle of the field stuff, and then struggling right now to defend the slot a little bit. They're really missing Gardner Johnson, Philly, as they got some young guys trying to figure out that nickel corner spot as well. So I like Dallas, um, at least to cover the three. Like that first half total over. And uh, I think it's going to be a good game, man. I'm excited for this one. This is also the most expensive game to be at this weekend. Oh, I believe it. That makes sense. $285 is the lowest. I I think these are the two best teams in the NFC. I mean, I know Wait till Sam- the 49ers get healthy again. And that's, yeah, I have then, to see Then that. maybe you change that. But you're right. You need to see where they are. Right now, the 49ers aren't in the same class because no Debo, and you're not going to have uh, you know Trent Williams. And when you have Trent Williams, then we'll, then we'll talk. But they're in a bye this week anyway. So A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are the last receivers to have more than 100 yards against the Cowboys, too. That was last December. Yeah. So that it's it's been a while since you've had something like that. I mean, the Cowboys haven't allowed more than 86 yards receiving in a game to a wide receiver this entire season. But it feels like this is the chance for them to break out, at least to me. I think A.J. Brown is just, it may not be like 130, 140 yards receiving, but A.J. Brown is still, it's he's one level, like, he's obviously a different receiver than Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, it's about his speed, he just blows by guys, and that's his, that's his best trait. A.J. Brown is fast, but he can go up and he can make plays and he can get, go down in double coverage and bring the ball down. Like It's just a different atmosphere where, I mean, Jalen Hurts can just throw that thing up Well, yeah, and give it to him. And that's what I want to see like because also Dallas right now playing the third highest rate of man coverage. Like Good luck against A.J. Brown. Dude's a physical freak. He's a cyborg sent from hell to terrorize secondaries. You know what I mean? And the Eagles passing attack with Jalen Hurts has done much better against man coverage. He's after September, you know, he's been a little bit better. Struggled a little bit against zone. And um, that's. That, I think you guys should play the first half over. Because, like, even the, yeah. e- the Eagles offense punted just once in their first eight drives against the Commanders last week. And they lost a couple of fumbles in that game. They could have probably scored 50 points if they didn't have the bad turnover luck. So I think that's the way to go. I do think Dallas keeps this game close. And they have to show better in a big spot. Because last time they played in a big game, primetime, we all watched. They got the, I almost swore, crap kicked out of them by the... By the 49ers, and I had him in that game, and I lost a bunch of money, so I like to forget about it. But I, I think wanna, uh, Cowboys yeah. plus three is the move. Uh, did you? I'm disheveled, obviously, after what just happened in the Heat game. Uh, did you mention Dallas Goddard at all as an opportunity here? I think this is a big spot yeah. for him, obviously, yeah. Dallas yeah. in the middle of the field. I didn't do anything with him yet, but I would, um, if I have some extra funds, that's one that I was looking at. The problem is they juiced that thing up there. It was like four and a half minus 160. I think I, I saw, yeah, thing. minus 160. So maybe, yeah. I mean, listen, if you think that the. I, maybe you just uh, parlay that with like a money line or something, you know? Yeah. If you want to get like just, just to get it to like closer to even money, even. I do like that. It's just man with the Eagles. Is it Goddard? The Swift get going a little bit more in the passing attack. It's going to mm-hmm. be one of those guys in the middle of the field. And that's almost kind of like what scares me off the AJ Brown stuff. Even though it's man coverage, he's going to be seeing mostly. And Trayvon Diggs isn't going to be out there for the rest of the season. But Dallas is starting to figure some things out in that secondary. Stephon Gilmore, he's not going to play like 2019 Defensive Player of the Year, Stephon no. Gilmore. But he's been pretty damn good. And I like Bland a lot, too. Uh, is that number two or, I guess, number one corner. 
You know, it would be it would be rough for the Eagles if back-to-back years late in the season Jalen Hurts lives up to his name and gets Hurts again. See what I did there? They'd be screwed. Yeah, yeah they would. I mean, it's what we saw it for years with the Ravens and uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. We, hopefully that doesn't happen again this season. It's a little different now. He probably would have played late in the year had he not, uh, you know, been playing on They've last year of his deal. Financially uh, taken care of. Financially taken care of makes a we'll huge difference. Yeah. But yeah, Jalen Hurts is, I mean, that's everything to the Eagles. And we've, we've seen we've seen improvement in this offense, too. We've watched it grow and get a lot better. So I think that, that makes a big difference. All right. The last game on Sunday. We saved the Monday, obviously, for Monday night at National Harbor. Uh, Bills at the Bengals, which really, I mean, the Bengals are one and a half point favorites. Totals 50 and a half in this. This is a massively important game for both teams. I, I don't... Who would you... If you had to pick one, who is it more of a must-win for? I'm going to say that this is a must-win game for the Buffalo Bills, right? Okay. Because Cincinnati's rattled off a couple of wins, and they kind of... I know that's a tough division, so they're all important for the, for yeah, both teams. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong, because yeah. they're in the AFC. But Cincinnati, they're getting healthier, and that's what, it, that's what matters the most, right? Um, getting Joe Burrow back healthy. They got to get T. Higgins going, and they got to keep... That defense healthy, but for Buffalo, like you've dropped these the last couple of years against Cincinnati, mm-hmm. you have got no pass rush on Joe Burrow. You got picked off in that playoff game. I think this is a big one for the Bills, especially because I don't like the way they're trending right now on defense with all those injuries. Whereas with Cincinnati, we've saw nothing but good stuff the last couple of weeks. Buffalo needs to prove to us though that you know uh, Super Bowl favorite that they were last year, and again a top three team as far as the market coming into this year. I, I love where the Bengals are right now, just in the way that they're trending. Uh, I mean, you just... We, we've seen this the last couple of years. I know we've talked about it earlier this week on the show, but like the last two seasons, it was slow starts to the offense. Took them to week six to score 30 points in a game in back-to-back years and the slow starts. This was more about Joe Burrow and his health, and the calf was right. Like, it's not just about pain tolerance. It's 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 also just about being able to be the quarterback that you are, right? Yeah. Like he couldn't plant. They lined him up in shotgun a lot, which took away a lot of the playbook. Now the fact that the Bengals can open up that playbook a lot more, I mean, it's made all the difference in the world. But what you should be concerned about a little bit, Josh Allen throwing picks, man. He's thrown an interception in each of the last four games since his defense. Ten interceptions, third most in the NFL. You told me not to bet it. You said, oh, I don't I think don't you like, should do it. I, it's like minus 160. But it's, it, the juice is... It, it, so you know what? Yeah. A, a, a Josh Allen interception and Dallas Goddard receiving yards. There you go. Parlay them together. Get yourself plus money. I like it. I like there it. There you go. I bet the Bills and I bet the first half. Again, I like the first half over 23 and a half. I'm usually an under guy. Like I like the under in Chiefs-Dolphins. But these last two games, I think we get some points. And the reason being, I like the way both offenses are trending. Like We talked enough about the Bengals and Joe Burrow. And I think this is finally the week that they get T. Higgins going. Um, I'm going to bet an anytime touchdown for T. I'm also going to start him in fantasy if you're into that sort of thing. I think I, I actually have Jamar and him. I'm going to start them both. But Bills last week... That's what I wanted to see. I didn't want to see Dawson Knox get hurt for it to mm-hmm. happen, but they finally increased their usage of 11 personnel. They pass more frequently. Um, also, Josh Allen started using his legs a little bit more, right? I mean, they they were using so much heavy stuff, two tight ends. Instead, now they're using three wide receiver sets, four wide receiver sets, and that finally opens up Dalton Kincaid, who you drafted in the first round. So you got to use them. Um, they also went no huddle on 30% of their snaps. That was number one in the NFL by a large rate, so they're going to move in more tempo. So I think we're going to get some points in this game. The only thing that worries me about Buffalo right now is their defense, man. Outside the top 20 as far as EPA, a bunch of injuries. You lose your best cover corner in Trey White. Von Miller's played over 70 pressures in, or 70 snaps, and he only has three pressures, no sacks yet. That's kind of concerning. 
But you should be trending a little bit better with Rasul Douglas coming over, especially when you get him like fully uh, you know, caught up with what you're trying to do on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's a really good fit for what they like to do. He could cover tight ends. He could play more physical. He could play in the slot a little bit. So I think Buffalo will be fine. I like them in this game. I think we get some points. I like the over. I like the first half over. I think this is going to be a really fun game. Good sign, though, for the Bengals to see their defense improving the way that it has. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, since week five, sixth in opposing quarterback rating, uh, first in turnovers forced per drive. So they're, it, it's a... Uh, it's a lot a, of it, dude, to be honest, is because of Lou Anarumo. Yes. Lou Anarumo. Yes. Because, like, the, the pieces, I mean, they lost a lot. I know, you know, you didn't want to overpay for Je- Jesse Bates, but he's had a pretty solid season so far in Atlanta. Um, but, yeah, they're finding ways to get it done. They're fun. Who do you love, him or Dan Lanning more? Dan Lanning, yeah, but it's close. Yeah, it's very close. I like Lou. I like Lou as a defensive coordinator. I, I keep saying, like, he's going to be a good head coach. I don't know that, though. I kind of agree with, like, your take. If I'm looking for a head coach right now, I want the offensive mind more than the defensive I just, mind. I just, league. I just wouldn't want – I mean, again, D'Amico Ryans looks like this This may work out in, in Houston. I mean, he's got that team turned around. He's certainly – but for him, he just needed to come in and change the culture first. The issue is, if you have a defensive coordinator that becomes your head coach – Okay, you can go out and get great offensive coordinator and like a great offensive staff. Yeah. Problem is, if they're good, what happens? They usually they get head coaching get jobs in a year or two. So you or end Dion, up like, or Dion takes away their play calling right. duties <laughs> on the collegiate level. That's true. Hey, also too, Joe Burrow is four and zero in his career against the AFC East, and he's thrown yeah. for at least two touchdowns in all. That's my guy, Joe Burrow. Big game, Joe. We got Joe, we got big game Joe. I'm riding with the Bengals. We got dude. Lucas Trends over here. Love with it. A Z. All right, we look ahead to some that, college next. Bet MGM tonight. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.
Jenks, if you could have one brand uh, sponsor you, what do you think that brand would be? What brand would sponsor me? I don't know. Some sort of bourbon or something, probably. That's that's what I'd go with. I don't know. I'd have to think about my favorite bourbon. You know, just throw it out like, oh, that's a good one too, Matt. I would either be sponsored by McDonald's because I love the McRib and I'm passionate about the McRib or maybe like Woodford or some sort of just solid bourbon. I don't know. I feel like that's right in my wheelhouse a fast food sandwich from McDonald's or some booze. <laughs> I think that's perfectly in line. What about you? I'm not sure I was thinking about this because so much of like marketing and brand management is about awareness. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I have it. Like, I feel like I am so different in so many regards, like maybe like a healthy smoothie place. I don't know. Smoothie uh, King. I do. I wear a lot of Lululemon, but like, I don't think I'm like cool enough to maybe represent them. But the reason I bring this up is because Mm -hmm. it feels like we have the perfect partnership in the NFL between Kirk Cousins. We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Ryan Horvath, Nick Ashew, my guy T. Parker on Twitter uh, says I should investigate Tyler Hero for point shaving. I agree. One more point from the guy. One more point. It's all I needed to keep a 40-1 to parlay alive. Everything else has hit today. And, I, 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 like, Luca over 7.5 assists, he's already got, like, four that's in the first ready? quarter. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's all else I needed. I hate it. That was in. 40-1. to one. <laughs> I hate that it. That was the easiest 40-1 to one parlay ever. I'm so angry at this stuff. I... I'm going to go home and drink. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home and myself, pour myself a nice, you... tall glass of bourbon. Man, I wish yep. I could. I gotta, I'm got. i going to probably have to hit the hay. Yeah, you are. I don't think you I've got yourself a Saturday show tomorrow. Hey, we could do a little preview of that. Head down to the college slate now with a little Horvat U. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's do it. Time, Time to paint the face, face and listen up. Class is in session at Horvat U. Good schedule this weekend, dude. Also, really, really good schedule. You're going to distract me from what happens, so what happens, I'll just thank you on that. Um, There's a lot of good games. So many good games. I feel like we have to start with Alabama LSU, obviously, right? We've kind of previewed it. We've kind of talked about it this week. I kind of went back and forth because game of the year prices, I really liked LSU, anything over a touchdown. Anything over like four and a half, I would like LSU. I think this is going to be a close game, but I actually like the tide here. I like Alabama. I've come around on Alabama, um, which is weird because this has been a weird season. Just in college football, there's so much parity, obviously. But I mean, I just we're never going to get a 14 to one price on Bama ever again, dude. And it's weird because like this team has been up and down all season long, but they still only have that one loss to Texas. And I feel like there's been like three different Alabama teams. There was the Alabama team that couldn't run the football. Mm. There was the Alabama team that benched Jaden Milrow and went to Tyler Buckner, who Ugh. I could tell you he wasn't good at Notre Dame. I could have <laughs> yeah. told you he wasn't going to be good in the SEC. <laughs> but the one thing about Alabama is they still have a really good defense. You know, they still have Kool-Aid McKinstry in that uh, secondary. They still have a couple guys that could get after the quarterback. And LSU does not have a defense. Everything they give up is explosive. Whether you want to hit them on the ground, whether you want to hit them in the air, they can't get any stops. And I know how good the offense is, but I feel like right now is the perfect time for me to buy into Alabama on Alabama, not only to win this game. uh, I like the money line minus 150, but I took a shot with the 14-1 to national championship price. 
Um, and I feel like it's like the perfect hedge because I already have the Jaden Daniels Heisman futures. If he beats Alabama, he's at least going to be the favorite come Sunday morning, Monday morning. We saw this with Texas and Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers beat Alabama, and uh, he was the favorite. But I think Bama's going to be able to run the ball. I think they're going to be able to eat some clock. And then I think when it's time, they're going to run some play action. They're going to hit some deep shots because that's what Jaden Milrow does, man. And I think you're going to be able to do that against LSU. And I trust the GOAT. Nick Saban over Brian Kelly. That's what this comes down to. It's college football. It comes down to coaching. I'm going to take Nick Saban. And uh, I like Bama. You rolling? Oh, I already did. I took roll the Bama money line already. Roll damn tide. Roll damn I got tide, that Bama Luke. money you line. Tide? I'm rolling tide. All right, so let's do this because I got all a right. whole show tomorrow and I can give you reasons behind all the bets. How about I'm just going to fire away and give you every single thing that I bet because I have so much tomorrow. You're just going to unload? I'm just going to unload. Just unload. I'll give you quick reasonings all right, for all these. All right, I'm going to bet right. Clemson plus three against Notre Dame at home in Death Valley because it's at home in Death Valley. I know Clemson right now, if you look at the record, they're a 4-4 four and four football team. But look at these losses. You should have went up two scores on Florida State in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, Cade Klubnick gets absolutely destroyed, fumbles the ball away, it's a scoop and score, and then that's a tie ball game. All these losses, you're outgaining your opponent. Their problem all season long, they can't punch the ball in when they get into the red zone. They've had bad field goal luck, bad turnover luck, but they still have a really good defense. In Notre Dame, I love Sam Hartman, man, but I don't like that wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Their best wide receiver is Chris Tyree. He's a converted running back. And uh, actually, their best receiver was Mitchell Evans, the tight end. He's out for the rest of the season. He has 11 more receptions than anybody else on that team. He's done for the year. Notre Dame's kind of become like tight end U, by the way. Yeah. But without without him, man, I actually like Clemson to win outright. So I'm going to grab the three at home against Notre Dame. Love Notre Dame, but I just think they're a little overrated. I like South Carolina to finally not only win a game, but cover a game. They're 15.5-point favorites over Jacksonville State. This is the perfect homecoming get-right spot. You move out of that SEC schedule where you've just been getting the crap kicked out of you. Spencer Rattler's had a really good season. He once again looks like a real pro prospect. A first-round, second-round pick, I think, at worst. But he doesn't have a good offensive line. He doesn't have very good wide receivers. But yeah, he's getting some guys back this week. So I like South Carolina to roll in this game at home. Um, I like the over in UConn-Tennessee at 53.5. I honestly think Tennessee might hang 54 themselves in this game. I bet Arkansas, this is actually my favorite play of the early window, Arkansas plus six against Florida. Florida's Super Bowl was last week against Georgia in the cocktail party. They lost that game. They didn't cover. Now, you come back home against Arkansas. You probably feel good about this spot. Arkansas is a two-win football team. I think they're going to get right this week. Not that they're going to like make a bowl game, most likely, or do anything, but... You might get Rocket Sanders back in this game. You haven't been able to run the ball whatsoever. K.J. Jefferson's had a decent season. I like Arkansas plus six. It's one of my favorite bets. I think this is a letdown spot for Florida. Uh, Kansas State made complete sense at five and a half. We're all the way down to three and a half against Texas. I know Quinn Ewers is hurt right now. They're going with Malik Murphy, the backup. He didn't look great in his first start. It was also his first start. I think they're going to use his legs a little bit more in this game. I like the under in Texas-Kansas State. If I had to bet the side... I would wait and try to get a cheap money line price on Texas. At the end of the day, man, they still have Xavier Worthy and all those playmakers on the outside. I'm going to take the more talented team, and I think Sark's uh, going to have some tricks up his sleeve in this game as well. Last one I'll throw out, I like Maryland. Numbers come down. Maryland plus 10. It's down mm. to 8.5 at home against Penn State. I think we've overrated Penn State. Wow. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they lose Chop Robinson for the season. One of the better pass rushers. On the offensive side of the ball, they're just not explosive, and it's because of the offensive line. I like them coming into the year because of the backfield. Katron Allen, Nicholas Singleton, neither of them are even averaging four yards per carry. 
Drew Aller does not look like the five star that we were promised. He looks more like Graham Mertz did, um, you know, against every other team other than Illinois at Wisconsin. So can't trust them. Bonus pick, really quick. Uh, Iowa State minus two and a half against Kansas. Sorry, Luke. I think Iowa State's trending in the right direction. I bet Kansas uh, to beat Oklahoma. Actually, that was a great pick by myself. Not going to lie. But now you finally have a top ten win. It had been thirty plus years since you've done that. Perfect letdown spot. Iowa State really tough defensively. This game's in Ames. Jason Bean's going to start again. He didn't really play all that good, actually, against Oklahoma. They leaned on their run game. And I don't know that you're going to be able to run the ball against Iowa State. So we'll go with the Clones. We like USC plus three against Washington. Clones. After Washington's first four blowouts, blowing out teams like Michigan State in the non-con, these games have been close. Like, the last couple games have been really close. They barely beat Stanford. And I'm not worried about the offense. Penix will be fine. He took some big shots against Oregon. He looks a little dinged right now. He's thrown three interceptions the last two games. He's barely completing 60% of his passes. More worried about that defense. Stanford's quarterback threw for 350 yards. I don't know that Stanford had 350 yards all season before that. So I'm a little bit worried about them. Uh, quick fire-offs. We like Oregon State minus 13.5. We're going to continue to fade Colorado, especially because today... They took the one smart guy that they have on that coaching staff, Sean Lewis, and they demoted him for whatever reason. He's no longer calling the plays. So I think uh, DJU in that run game, Damian Martinez, are going to run all over Colorado. And then the last one, Arizona, plus two and a half. Wait and see if you could get a three. They're at home against UCLA. Mm -hmm. UCLA struggled on the road. Dante Moore's been benched. They have to rely on that run game. You can't really run the ball um, against UCLA, but I think Arizona might be able to hit some passes in this game and take some deep shots down the field. So I at least think they cover. Probably win outright. Go Cats. I do have a prop that I love. Um, Ollie Gordon, the running back for Oklahoma State. Oh, by the way, yeah. 282 and 271 rushing yards. Last two weeks, Oklahoma gave up 225 and four scores against Kansas. It was at 116 and a half, his Dude, rushing looks, yards. Hammered awesome. the over. What, Hammered what, the over on that. What's the number one? one I, I got a 116 and a half. There, I've seen I'm 121. In. I've seen 116. It's a really low number given what he's done and given what Oklahoma did just last week against Kansas. Yeah, I'm in on that one, man. Right. I was like this close to betting Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Now where we're at, I actually like Oklahoma. I think they finally bounced back. I faded them the last couple weeks. I think they're a little fugazi. Dylan Gabriel might just be a jag. Uh, <laughs> you were talking about him Heisman like two weeks ago, and he was the fa- he was almost he was top four. Yeah, yeah, he's come back down to earth a little bit, dude. And I mean. I just, but I do think that this is maybe a get-right spot, finally, for Oklahoma against like, Oklahoma State. And I feel like Oklahoma State's kind of the trendy dog this week. Them and LSU. I like Drake Stoops, actually, in this matchup with his over on receiving yards at 63.5. Last year, he was one of the big reasons why Oklahoma dominated last year at Oklahoma, and I think I'd love to see him do that again. 63.5, they're using him a lot in the slot. I think that's a great play. What, do you, what else do you have this weekend? You got anything you like? Honestly, I'm probably going to go home tonight and figure that all out. You still haven't gotten still, in there yet. Yeah, this is a tough. Well, that's weekend. true. You were in Pittsburgh. You were the Steelers yeah, game. I've so Luke's been a little not really busy this weekend. Yet. But I, yeah. I, I really do like this matchup with Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. I think it's going to be a good game. Last Oklahoma? year it was a blowout. I think it's going to be a good game this time. Who do you like to win? I think I got to go with Oklahoma. I think they bounce back. Same. But it's going to be a good game. All right. So Oklahoma, Clemson plus three, South Carolina minus 15 and a half. We're going to roll with the over in Yukon, Tennessee, 53 and a half. Arkansas plus six. Um, other than that, we will scroll down. We're going to save a couple of these. We like uh, the under, actually, at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yeah. I like Houston plus four against Baylor. Uh, who the hell. 
who is Baylor four points favorite over anybody in the country? You know what I meant by saying that. My brain's melting. Uh, we like USC <laughs> plus three. Oh, lastly, Kentucky over Mississippi State. And then we got we to gotta read off the sheet again, guys. Right. I feel really good about these. All right, Rashad White over 27.5 receiving yards, minus mm-hmm. 110. Rashad White, longest rush under 12.5. He plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you need, for those like, wondering, freestyle music for this. No, nope. that would be Dalton Kincaid. I forgot to give this one out when we talked about the Buffalo Bills and how they're using more yeah. three wide yeah. receiver sets. Yep. More Dalton Kincaid over thirty-seven and a half receiving yards. Also over two and a half receptions. It's minus one sixty now. If you're into that sort of thing, that's why I like over thirty-seven and a half receiving yards. I'd play that up to forty. Elvin Kamara over thirty-two and a half receiving yards. TJ Big Game Hawkinson over four and a half receptions. And then Jaron Hall over 16 and a half rushing yards. Wait on the Aaron Jones rushing attempts. I like the over Matt uh, LaFleur, head coach of the Packers, says they're finally going to use him. I also like him to score a touchdown. And uh, yeah, I think I, I think we got it all out there, man. I think my favorite bet in the NFL this weekend, I would have to say, it, uh, it might be the Commanders. Really? No, nah, I don't know. Come on, it's not. No, Weren't you big not. on Boston College tonight, too? Did they end up winning? They ended up winning seventeen to ten. So Ryan's already off to a hot, a hot start. I would definitely got to tune in tomorrow I, morning. I, I would have bet that one. I uh, have no funds, literally, because everything's tied up this weekend. Forty-eight units to win forty-five. Even laid some <laughs> juice on some stuff. Nine a.m. Eastern tomorrow morning. Yeah, we'll be there. I'll be there. Well, you'll be there. I won't be there. You might be there. No, I won't be there. I'll watch. What if I get sick or something? i watch you. Well, then, that's what if tough. I accidentally take some Advil PM yeah. rather than AM? It happens. What if you take some Benadryl right in the middle of the show? What if I take some Molly? I don't know. What if you take, uh, I don't know, some cough medicine? Anything could happen. It's BetMGM tonight. We're back. That's it for us this week. We hope you have a winning weekend. And then join us back here Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern for BetMGM Tonight, live from BetQL.